in the kitchen. I waited too long to turn off the air, the AC. <laughs> All right, uh-huh. there it is. All right, can you guys hear? Did you hear yourselves? I can hear everything. I can hear everything. All right. I can feel the vibrations in my teeth. In my ear. Don't you guys don't you guys get too excited, okay? There's vibrations. Just let's just accept them. Look, anytime something moves back and forth in a way that is rhythmic, I just I I lose a little bit of myself to it. That's okay. Let it go. Let it pass through you. Okay? Trevor? Okay. All it's right. like turbulence on an airplane, right? Yeah, just let it pass through you. Okay. Both of you want you to just there's a vibration. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is this is an active this island has an active volcano. There's many vibrations. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. I want you to continue normal. Uh-uh. Samantha. <gasps> continue normal life. Okay. Okay. We're in a marketplace. We're about to go into this uh pottery barn. <laughs> We're just taking a stroll. Continue normal life. Look, uh, when she screamed, I I let loose a, fa- a flatulence. And, Trevor. And like I felt the vibration leave my body. Trevor, you can't add vibration to We're on this island is an active volcano. Mm-hmm. I smell it. Just just let it. It's natural. Let it pass through you just like the vibration, Samantha. Okay. Don't. <laughs> Don't. It's silent but deadly. <laughs> I like it. That's very, it's open. That's, I'm trying, I've been, I've been taking very shallow breaths. I don't want you to be insulted, Trevor. It's okay. But the, we're already inundated by various vibrations on this island. Okay. <clears throat> we're here. This is a, this is a, this is a study. We're studying abroad. We're here to study. Samantha, <laughs> you're doing that with your mouth. It's a good vibration. I wanted to be just like Trevor. Oh my God! Thank you. You're so validating. I feel like you, you're, you both of you are pulling away from me a little bit. You're like horses trying to leave the stable, and I'm Sorry. trying to hold you, rein you in. Nay. <laughs> Look, just sometimes the vibrations just shake you away. You can, you can just let them pass through you. Okay, I will. I'll, I'm gonna, <laughs> right, I'm gonna focus up. I'm gonna let the vibrations pass through me. I'm gonna let my flatulence out, and I'm gonna. That's natural. Yeah, it's like it's natural for the ground. Stir a little bit because we're this is there's an active volcano on this island, but it hasn't erupted in hundreds of years. You guys feel that? Yes, felt, there's I many. There's many of them. There's many tremors. Samantha. Samantha. It's more oh than God. just a tremor. It's not. I don't look behind you. Look, it's it's definitely a quake. <gasps> it, it is a quake. <laughs> That's it. It's soot and smoke. Mm-hmm. The volcano is having a small eruption. Okay. Kids. I think this. The, I think the volcano just let out a fart. I think this is the Earth's flatulence. The volcoes don't fart. They do. It was, Students. It was a rumble and some gas came out. That's, that's a fart. Father Ben. They do. That's not appropriate in front of the Lord. Look, you're a Jesuit a- scholar and a seismologist and a volcano expert. But you cannot say in the name of our good Lord in the year 2023 that that was not a fart. It's, it's supported neither by science nor God that that volcano farted. 
neither by science nor God, and we are children of both. Okay. That volcano okay. had a small eruption. Okay. It's what we'll call it, the technical term, a small eruption. That's what's most sanctified and proprietary in the church. Yes. Samantha. There's something running down your leg. That's fecal matter. <laughs> Seen it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I bet wow. everybody tuning in is like, what is going uh, yes. on? Yes. <laughs> Even before the intro. <laughs> yes. All right, good. This is no suggestion. I'm Ralph Jean Pierre. We got co host Jake Joseph here. Uh, and we have a wonderful special guest. The great and powerful Kate Owens is here. Yeah. Nice. Ooh, thanks, thanks for, for having. Us. Thanks for having me. Oh man, it's so great to have you here. What do you? What, what news you got for the people? What do you? What do you say? News I got. For the What's people. the word on the streets? I had therapy today. Nice. Ooh, beautiful. Uh, uh, how long have you been doing therapy? I went a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I stopped because I thought nothing was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I thought the Classic. therapist was telling me that nothing was wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And in the last year, I've started going back hard. Mm. What's your what's your heart? What's your uh, how long have you been doing it? A year, 10 years? Oh, <laughs> I've been doing it uh, about 10 years uh, on and off, but mostly on. Yeah. Yeah. What? Um, it's helpful. It's mm. good. I think it's good to have maintenance, even if for me, even if I think I'm better. Usually that's when I should keep going. Shit. Yeah. Mm. yeah mm-hmm. So you're screwed. I'm screwed. <laughs> That's the litmus, litmus test is like when you're like, you know what? I'm good. No, that's when you need it the most. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's like, uh, I think you're so right. right? Mm-hmm. I, are you, have you ever? Yeah, I, um, I did, I guess I started, I first time I went to therapy, I was in my late twenties, did it for like two years, then took a little bit of a break and then recently started back again. Yeah. Cool. I wonder what it means for us that we're inside of. What are we all? Are we? Are you all millennials? I don't know how this works. Anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm a millennial. Yeah, I'm like at the top end of millennial. I'm one of the <clears throat> earliest. Okay, mm. I'm in like the middle ground. I think I'm middle. Yeah, ninety one. Oh, I'm a ninety one baby too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe it it, it it's still we'll see what happens with Gen Z, but the old Gen Z they'll probably kind of follow in these same footsteps. But what do you think it is about us as millennials that we've become the first? Not the first. I think there's something about Gen X. Gen therapy was a Gen X thing yeah. too. It was starting to open up, but we're really the ones who are like, you do you you go to the gym, you do yoga, you do your taxes, you brush your teeth, you do therapy. We mm-hmm. really have mm-hmm. like embraced that as like a part of almost lifestyle, but mm-hmm. like in, in a healthy way, I think. But what do you think of, that has made us like that? I think a lot of it's awareness. I work in the mental health space for a day job. Uh, and Gen Z cares a lot about mental health. That's like a huge thing that they uh, have like a huge, I guess, awareness of the value of it. And I think that's really what it is, is that we've or the therapy world and psychology has done more to show that it has like value beyond people that are clinically ill uh, or like suffering from a condition that is super severe. But like for like the average everyday person can benefit from like uh, what Kate said about like uh, just having maintenance and having somebody that you can uh, talk to that's going to be non-judgmental and help you understand and process thoughts and feelings 
Because a lot of that is just you just need to share it to somebody else and have see them react to it before you can really fully understand it yourself because it's just how humans work. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm trying to form what my thought is right now. Well, I, I just got to say, I disagree with all of that. I think therapy is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Is, now, John, I agree with you, but I don't Thank think you. there's any reason to use that kind of language at the Sunday pancake breakfast. Which, which, which kind? Which kind of language are you talking about? I yeah. said I said a few words there. It wasn't just one. It was the language of medicine. Medicine. We don't believe in taking care of yourself or maintenance or uh, fixing what's wrong here. That's why we eat all of this fatty food. That's why we eat this meat and this. Yeah, I don't know what the heck kind of make the words that you we don't use them kind of words here we're church going mm. folk yeah now yeah. now now damn well you're fucking right what kind what else needs to be maintained except for a a a, a, a relationship with your bible and your pastor mm-hmm. and your truck well you know i i would say you know uh my daughter i want her to i want her to have a relationship with me i want that to be fostered i think that's important what do you we all know what? you're working on that you you want your daughter to have a relationship with you? I do. You know she's been out the house for a while now. She all of our kids disowned are, us. All of our kids disowned us. That's how we started. This, that's why we started this. That's well, started I'm not okay group. with it. I'm not uh, as okay with it as you are, Luther. It's like uh, I mean you're I know that you're new an to the awful group lot but... today, John. I mean I thought we started this group to get those damn kids back in the house. Mm-hmm. They, I'm, I'm sorry. I've been I, chasing I, them throughout the town in an old abandoned animal control vehicle. That's been you out there? That's been me. That is so fucking loud. I know. I want the kids to know I'm out there hunting for them. Well, I think they know. I don't know how they couldn't. That ain't how hunting typically works, is that you let your prey know you're out pursuing them. You're oh, that's trail. how I do it. That's how I do I announce myself, and I say, I will take you. It's, I mean, it's bold. That's a bold move. It's so. bold, but it ain't working. Okay, it ain't working. It none will of us, work. None of us have our kids back, Chappelle. Because they, we haven't. It's an endurance test. Mm-hmm. Chappelle's right. It's all about endurance. What about what is? It's hunting your kids down. Okay, mm-hmm. that's okay. what this group okay. is. This is, this is, this is the three of us deciding. This is Jonathan. This is Andrew, and this is Chappelle, and this is the kid hunting group. What are you eating? The biscuits and gravy. You want some? It goes really good with the pancakes. Yeah. Sure. sure. Hand, hand it. This is an extension of our church group. We have church. Then we have small home group. Then we have kid hunting group. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes if we're too tired, if we're, there's football, we'll do it on Mondays. But this is what we do. We decide what are the new tactics we're going to try to hunt these kids down and get them back in our homes, under our roofs, where they belong, understanding the word of the word of the Lord and also the word of discipline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's right. But you're bringing up now some sort of maybe, maybe there's some sort of fixing to be done. They so, need to be fixed. Okay. Uh, w- w- you know what? You're, you're right. My you're son, right, should George, he needs to understand that I'm the boss of the house. Should George does need to understand. Should George, should George, I'll say out of all our kids, out of all our kids, should George does. Should George, yeah. I hope, I hope wherever he is, he can feel on the back of his neck. Daddy's hunting him down. Mm-hmm. Let's That's say, good. let's say, let's say a prayer for him. Okay? Let's say a prayer for him right now. Should George, 
Should be home soon. Shadaddy's waiting for you. Shaman. Shaman. And that's that's parenting. That's how you parent. Ain't nothing to maintain because it's already fixed. Got that? Got it. Got it. Scene. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Um, Yeah, that's uh, that's so that's so great. I I don't I I've been doing therapy for a year. I don't know if it's helping. Does feel good to talk things out. Mm -hmm. Then I think it's helping. <laughs> You're like, oh, it feels so good to help the, get these thoughts good. and feelings it's, out. It yeah, feels yeah. Good. Well, because I'm not, I'm not. Well, here's here is how it is, how how I do feel it is working, and I'm not skeptical about it, but I'm not uh, withholding when I'm mm-hmm. feeling and thinking things. I'll let them out, but what I'm finding is my friends aren't always a good audience for that. They can't carry that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't have the training. Nor the patience, or the or even the inclination, and and I don't and I don't blame them. It's it's a uh, it's a lot. So yeah, that it is good that somebody is paid to go. I'll listen to all this mm-hmm. stuff that you need to say. Yeah, forty five minutes. Forty five <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Oh man, and it goes, goes so fast. It goes so fast. <laughs> I'm like I've I've said I've said nothing. I barely started. <laughs> I know. I know that, that part so of it is a bummer. Fast. Oh yeah. man, I yeah, I re- it really hurts. I mean, sometimes sometimes I felt it lag. I'm like, okay, this is, but a lot of times I'm like, well, mm-hmm. come, on, come on, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, ten years. What's something else you've been doing for ten years straight? <sighs> uh. Ha- 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 uh. Having anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> did the anxiety come from the therapy or did they coincide? Well, you said at least 10 years. Oh, um, I was there before. Gotcha. Yeah. She got you with the trick of the me. word. You got me. Not being super hydrated. Mm. I, I I always struggle to be hydrated. You got those waters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what what makes it, what's like, do you have like a little like thing in your the back of your mind that's like, I'm just thirsty all the time? Or does water not no. taste good to you? Mm. Ah, you're one of those. No, 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 no. <laughs> I am dick. I am not one of those. <laughs> okay. um, no, it doesn't taste bad. It's just, um, yeah. I'm not, I don't crave it unless I'm like uh, sweating or just worked out or. I mean, if you're not thirsty, then it doesn't seem like you're dehydrated. That is true. They do say that you're you really only need to drink when you're thirsty. Mm-hmm. But that can't be true. Yeah, it's got to be based off, off your your pee pee color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. But but mine mine has been pretty clear. Uh, let it, let it go on the record. I am currently hydrated and have been for about a week. So. There it is. Good, good. Yeah, I I'm almost. I have little patches of health. For one, I almost only drink water. I don't drink hmm. anything else. Really? I don't drink soda. soda. I don't drink juice. Orange juice. Orange juice, Red especially Bull? if I'm sick. No. No energy drinks. Alcohol. No. Tea. I don't like it. Milk. I, I don't milk, yes, but not a lot. And it's usually now almond milk, some sort of nut milk. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. I pretty i I'm I would say eighty percent of the beverages that I take in are just water. Wow. A lot of seltzer. 
I don't know if that counts. Hmm. Yeah, Not as much as I used to drink. It's water. Yeah, I guess it's water. Um, I think it's like a downgraded version of water, but it's water. <laughs> yeah. Much water. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that is, so I also will eat a pint, at least a pint of ice cream a week. At least. No, that's well, not, that's not, they've got. A that. week is not, if it's spread out through a week, that's not the worst thing. Ah, it can build up. I think well, it builds up. I feel like a pint of ice cream spread out in the week is pretty, pretty impressive. I said at least. Okay. I can uh, do well, a pint of ice cream. I can do two or three in a week. Pretty easily. I gotta do one at night. I mean, right? I mean come on. I mean, come on. Who can't? And I'm talking about a whole pint. None, yes. of, this, <laughs> none of this saving it for later. <laughs> none of that. Bullshit that the communists are doing? No. I'm going <laughs> no, no, top no. to bottom. Mm-hmm. Hitting bottom. Well, it's an impulse control, too. Like, I, I feel like if I have it in the freezer, if I'm like, I'm going to get a pint and I'm only going to eat half of it tonight. No, I'm not. I'm just not. It's because oh. it's right there. Hold on. What, what's that? What's that you said? The freezer? What's that? What's that? It's what? not even seeing the freezer, baby. It's <laughs> it's not. It is going in, scooping Immediately. Up, coming out. I bought it to eat it then. Yeah. I, I Yeah. If it goes, if a pint of ice cream leaves i open it and it goes back into the freezer that's a, a miracle has happened mm. truly a, a miracle yeah um, I, i'm god like, exists <laughs> i'm relatively new to new york i've only been here two years so and i used to live in a city that didn't really have a like bodegas like that are open late at night mm-hmm. wow. but i'm fr- i'm like a night owl so i'm frequently at the bodegas late at night because i need snacks or whatever oh, yes and then the little tubs of specialty ice cream i've been like spending so much money on them because i just keep buying them because i'm like <laughs> I do need lemon poppy seed Van Leeuwen right mm. now. Yeah. Oh, stop. Yeah. I do need some, like, do pistachio. Yeah. $10. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most expensive Take one. I know. And the money. richest ice cream. Yeah. The yeah. richest. Take my money. Um. Oh, Uh. I wanted to ask. So, earlier, Catherine and I were talking, and I assumed that Catherine was from the South. And Catherine correctly guessed why. What? Why was it that you guessed that I assumed you from the south? <laughs> um, because uh, I have a uh, an hour long show that I wrote, solo show that I wrote, called Cooking with Catherine, and I play a repressed Southern housewife who's doing a cooking show down in the basement of a church of her church. And I think maybe Ralph. I think maybe you. Just assume that I was Southern. Yeah, I, I I excavated that. I was like, oh, this has to be like from personal experience. This has to be like based on where Catherine comes from, which I'm not unconvinced of. Yeah, I mean, not. I did spend a year living in Alabama, but I but that was like when I was like 25. Um, no, I I've never had a I've I've never had the experiences Catherine has had, but I definitely have experienced like repression mm-hmm. and those sort of themes, um, and like the feeling of being an outcast and like bad at what you do, and that's Catherine. She she's a really bad cook. Gotcha. Um, yeah, Catherine and I are kindred spirits. Then maybe are yeah. I think Catherine is violently bad. I, oh. I don't even know if it's, it's bad is the right it's word. Violent. It's like demented. <laughs> My mom like yeah. didn't teach me how to cook as a child and like wouldn't let me use a stove. So like when I became an adult and I had to like fend for myself, like oh, uh, no. the food I used to make at the beginning, it's what kept me skinny because it was so inedible. I would only eat enough of it to survive. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Damn. Are you <gasps> are you a good cook? 
Um, I'm not bad. Did you? Did it come from just observing family? Was your mom like, I'm the teacher no, or your dad? Or no, it? my okay. parents didn't cook very much. Um, oh, wow. I, yeah, I learned from like an ex-boyfriend who uh-huh. cooked a lot and he was sort of kind of a chef. So I sort of learned from him. I, I think also like when I got to college, my parents never taught me how to cook. When I got to college, like I saw people making like eggs or like spaghetti. And I was like, I don't even know how to make that shit. Like that's really embarrassing. Yeah. You know, I gotta, I gotta like get on this and figure that out. Um, yeah. This is a painful theme. A theme of, I don't know if it's painful for you, it's painful for me. A theme of you have an ex who like taught you something that like significantly changed your life, <laughs> but they're an ex. <laughs> so you can never run away from that, them. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. gonna be in your life forever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you can't. It's insane. It's yeah. uh, to me that's just an insane fact of life. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's like so, I don't want to list them. I want to stick to this, but there's so many like uh, nuances or parts of life that I'm just like, we're just doing this. Just we're just doing this. It's mm-hmm. that just that. So like. Oh, you know, who knows what your relationship is or was or with that person, why why or how you broke up, but like you're like I'm a pretty good cook <laughs> and that's at least started. That started there. with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um no, it is funny like with exes and just like even with music. I don't know if you've found this, but like there are certain um bands that I was like introduced to by that person and I really like them, but it's always like it's always associated with them and that is so annoying and i wish i could just like eternal sunshine it oh my god <laughs> do you want to be eternal sunshine ralph dude when <laughs> the, I the saw- way that you said that was like ah, oh, i want that I, that movie was all about how you shouldn't do that but i want it <laughs> when i saw that movie i was like I, I i understood what it felt like but i understood it based on how well they'd done it in the movie how mm-hmm. i hadn't i thought i knew what it felt like but like in this last year, I I can't tell you how much that would have, if that technology existed, my the entire year of my life would be completely different. I mean, the entire year. I couldn't. I don't think there's a second of it that wouldn't in a good way. Different. If I eternal sunshine, uh-huh. oh yeah, oh yeah, it would be it would be like literal sunshine <laughs> fell into wow. my life. That's how much I wish it was real. So yeah, just uh, that is so. Well, but consider you, consider it done, uh, uh, James. Consider consider it done. Um, I'm sorry. You just it's uh, cold in here. Yeah, sorry. That that's part of that's what happens. It's part of the procedure. It is. Um, Dr. Schmeling here. Um, you were his first uh, his first client. How did Why it go? Why won't he come into the light? I can't. I can't see. No, him. I only start and sit in shadows. He only. Starts and sits in shadows. Yeah, I start every session like this. I sit in the shadows and I observe. That's part of it. That's all part of it. Part um, of what? You can trust him, though. I mean. Do you, you remember can... what my face looks like? I don't know how I got here. Very good. Uh, you you called us. You called the office. You found us on an ad. It's really cold and I'm really scared. Nurse, doctor. What's it? Dr. Schmeling. Dr. Schmeling. Uh, yes. Okay. One of you, please. Would you like a jacket? We have a lab coat right here. Look, I'm very tired. I spent the last 12 hours gently whispering in your ears. Forget it. 
get 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 you 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 didn't wear a coat <laughs> you don't remember that because of the last year of your life is wiped okay well, just I, put on the lab coat okay i'm putting it on that fits forget. you well who's her that you want me to forget this coat is excellent excellent you don't even know warmer now right i did this i didn't button it how did it get buttoned <laughs> You're gonna give us lots of money. Give us lots of money. Give us lots of money. I can hear you. Give us, give us lots of money. Give us lots of money. Give us you guys, money. I'm just a. Uh, I'm only a year or two out of college. I don't have much money. Give us what you have. Give us what you have. Well, there's, there's a stethoscope in the pocket of this lab coat. That's yours. Yes. Put it on. You're gonna work off your debt to us. I. Or I, we'll help you remember her. I did. <laughs> Who I deliver? I'm an Amazon delivery guy. I you were in your past life. Well, look at your this? look at your hands. I'm look I, at your hands. I'm look doing, at your hands. I'm doing stethoscope on this guy's chest. Who is this guy? It's okay. You don't have to worry about it. Just look at your hands. I recognize his heartbeat. Mm. Look at that face. It's not your father. It's not your father. It looks just like my father. It's not your father. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. You wouldn't. Guys, I'm do I'm doing a I'm doing his uh, blood pressure. How do it's I know how to do this? One twenty seven over ninety two. One twenty seven over nineteen. Ninety seven. I I knew that before you even said it. You guys, what's going on, Doctor Schmeling? Yes, it. Hold on, I'm writing him a prescription. What's going on? Look, look down at yourself. I'm wearing brown slacks. Exactly. Is this the body that your mother birthed? Oh my God! Look at this mirror. Beautiful IKEA. I'm Korean. Yes, we put you in a new body. Because <laughs> we needed you to forget her, forget her, forget her. Forget but her. I became a doctor. Give us money. Give exactly. Us money. That man that you used to be, who used to be inside that body, was a physician. Wait a minute. That my dad was just sitting in that chair. Exactly. That's right. It's me now. It's my old body. It's the whole time you've been doing medical procedures on your own body. The whole time. I don't understand how any of this is going to get me to give you guys money. It's not about understanding. It's about forgetting. There's a volcano out there. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if the audience could hear, but there's some construction sounds in the back. And it was very ominous and creepy. It was ominous. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful, <laughs> what a what an insane scene. <laughs> um, what what I I think I've told you this before. I probably said it outside of the show, but I I still think about cooking for Catherine often. It's hmm. it's an incredible show. I really felt like I really felt like um. That show is like really important for the New York improv scene, or not the improv scene, like for the clown scene. I really felt like it was important because I feel like at the time, was this was it after the pandemic or is like the middle of pandemic or was um, it right before? It was like the last time I did it was like a little over a year ago, so it was like last. So we were coming day. out. So we were coming out of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I remember watching that and feeling like, oh, this is a lot of. It was just so surreal and absurd and so fun. And there's two things I felt about it. One is that it really, I think, 
put a, a direction on, okay, this is what New York clown can be. I think mm-hmm. there was kind of more of a nebulous mm-hmm. sort of direction before that. I think you really had a vision of something that was like, oh, this is what it can be. Mm-hmm. That was really uh, just visionary. Thank you. And then the other thing that I felt about it that really meant a ton to me was that at least I felt that you weren't judging or looking down or being even snarky about the archetype or the character that Catherine represented. I felt like you had a lot of empathy for her, even though, you know, she was like religious and Southern (laughs) and conservative and dumb and, you know, all these things like, that was true, but I never felt like you were being mean to her character more than was warranted because of how what silly and crazy decisions she was making. Mm-hmm. And that was like that to me was a huge thing because I really get bummed out seeing so many satirical shows that are mm-hmm. just like, let's just be mean to these people that are different from us. And I felt like you were able to find incredible amounts of comedy without being mean to that character i feel like somebody who was who was a lot like Catherine could watch that show and laugh at it and not feel laughed at mm-hmm. does that make sense it does yeah i really appreciate that um so much and yeah i think like i know what you mean about the satirical comedy stuff i feel like it's just like happening all over even like there's so many people doing solo shows now too yeah. and um i i do feel like it is a lot of like satire mocking um and i think like studying clown is it's kind of like the whole point of it is to allow like the audience to laugh at you mm-hmm. and i think mm-hmm. like that's also helpful in like loving the character is um just allowing for myself like kate not the character but kate to be laughed at Mm. Um and to and to just give the audience that gift of like, yeah, like not to like use me as their punching bag, but just like I'm going to take the risk and have the courage to be stupid for you for 75 minutes. And hopefully that might actually help you to be a little bit more courageous to allow yourself to be stupid for other people, too. And then we can all just be stupid. Yeah. Have, have either of you guys ever played a character and like through playing the character been like, oh my God, I I don't actually like, I'd like gain empathy for that archetype of person? That's a really good question. I, there's several times that's come up uh, in the last couple years where, one or two times, where Trump came up during mm-hmm. the, during the show and it's like somebody has to play Trump Mm -hmm. and I was like I guess I'll do it Mm -hmm. and I felt like I should do it because I'm the only one who's like I don't need to say something mean about Trump I Mm -hmm. don't I'm not for Trump I didn't you know I mean it I'm I'm against everything that he I'm against so many things that he did but Mm -hmm. I don't need to actively I don't need to do that in order to hold that Mm -hmm. uh so I was like, I'll just play him because it seems so distasteful to everyone else. Like I can, I'll just play him. Yeah. Um. So, and I mean, that's like to me the the bottom rung of that. So I I don't know. I don't. I feel like it's definitely possible for me, but you'd have to go pretty low for me not to be able to have 
empathy, some empathy somewhere for the character. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely, I feel the same way. Like, I, I can't think of a single character that I've played that I haven't been able to, you know. Um, I think that's also just my personality, maybe to a fault. Yeah. Like, I think same. I I choose to trust and see the good like over and over and over again. Like even, you know, when it's clear that they're not a good person. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't believe anyone is born evil. I guess that's like what <laughs> that's the thing is but a lot of people feel that way. A lot of people feel like, yeah, they're just evil. They're just evil person. I'm like, what does that even mean? Like yeah. what is evil? It's just, it's just convenient. Evil- yeah, it's just right. convenient to write something off or not to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like safer that way to not have to explore I, that, I guess. And I don't blame people for doing that. It's a lot to humanity is a lot to parse out. Right. It's a lot. I, I try not to I try not to even I, and, when, and I say try because sometimes I do get upset and like get disappointed in people I know for not being able to have more empathy. But I try to understand like even in my own self, like, yeah, it's humanity and all the facets of that and all the variations of that. It's a lot to parse out. So mm-hmm. sometimes you do want to just like pull some dimension out and go, okay, who are the good people and who are the bad people? Let's just sort this out so I could go to, mm-hmm. so I can go to Whole Foods. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I gotta, I want to sort this out. So I do have, and I mean that I do have empathy for that. And I'm not, I'm not always good at either thing, you know? Mm-hmm. It, requires a lot of stamina as a person. Hey, I'm supposed to read this. Hold on. <laughs> hey, you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, independent listener-supported radio. Uh, our, if you'd like to listen to Radio Free Brooklyn when you're not in front of your computer, please download our free mobile app for iPhone and Android, available in the App Store. And also, you could uh, you could support us. You could pledge a one-time donation or a monthly donation at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org backslash donate. I think I've done like two episodes where I haven't read, so I got I to gotta do that. Both yeah, that was great. Hey, that was remembered. great. That was wonderful. Yeah. Um, um, yep. Uh, no. Oh, I, I also just, um, I think being a, a girl, mm. like I was raised in this way. That's like, be nice to everyone. Okay. Like uncle, uncle John. I don't have an uncle John. Okay. So that's good. I, I do have an okay. uncle John and <laughs> creepy as hell. Not creepy, but definitely someone that you have to be told to be nice to. Not creepy. Mm, right. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah, but just like um just 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 go just go to the party. Like it doesn't matter if you're sick, just go. Or like be nice to them, even if they were a bully to you. Just be nice. Just just show up. Just do this. Just do that. And then like my brother, my little brother, had like no expectations put on him. Mm. It was just sort of like, nah, it's fine. Like you're a boy, so you don't have to like be nice to people. Um and then I think that that has carried into like my adult life of just being, yeah, a nice, mm. a nice girl. Mm. Part of why I'm in therapy, though, because it's like learning that I'm allowed to say no to things and makes yeah. life way better. Can you, you told me also, after I assumed that you were from the South, that you're from upstate New York. Yep. What, what is the town you're from? What was that like? So, up there? Uh, yeah. So I usually say that I'm from Utica, New York, because at least some people know what Utica is, but a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. 
So I am actually from a very, very small rural town called Sequoit. 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 Yeah. S-A-U-Q-U-O-I-T. Is it a quaint little town? That's not quaint. Um, <laughs> it's basically like the so south. So it's basically like the south. Like yeah. it was like gotcha. Confederate. Like kids would drive their trucks to school and have like Confederate flags on the back. Like I, my graduating class was like 112, I think. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Okay. Yeah. Um, a lot of hicks. A lot of hicks with no accents. Oh. Yeah. When you Damn. met a hick with an accent, were you like, I got a real authentic one? <laughs> Yeah, it's like I have a real authentic like. I, actually, people from upstate New York talk like they're from um, Midwest. Like they say like instead of eggs, they say like eggs. Can I have eggs? And then they'll say like milk instead of milk. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Like, can I have the eggs and milk? And that's just sort of like how like people talk up there. <laughs> I went it's to weird. I went to college in Delaware, and some people from Southern Delaware have like their natural accent is like a thick Southern drawl. Like yeah. they're from like the South South and you're just like, what is going on here? <laughs> like it is strange. Yeah. It's strange how like, there's some like regional pockets where things get weird. Yeah. Is there when you were growing up, what was the feeling about New York City? Um From well, your family and from your peers. Yeah. So like I was about like uh my, my family's like four hour drive about from New York City. And so we used to visit. Um, and ever since I was like a kid, I always thought like, oh, I want to, I want to live here one day, you know? Uh, I think my parents were always like, no, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Like you're going to stay here, hopefully like work for the family, but my family has like a business work, work for the family business. And yeah, like, um, I wanted to, you know, go to school for acting and they were that's not happening. And then I begged and begged like, guys, I'm a dumb. Like, there's nothing I know how to do. Like, just let me. I'm a dumb bitch. Like, yeah. just let me try. And they were like, if you get into this school, mm-hmm. like a college, uh, I had to audition and stuff. If you get in there, you can go. Because it's like two hours from home and um, kind of like helicopter mom. First, like, look at you. You're dumb. Look at you. <laughs> Mom. It wasn't her fault. It was my fault. I'm the dummy. Kyle, don't you cover for your sister. No, it was me. It was me. Look at how dumb she is. Honestly, Mom, I gotta Kyle's point, right. I got to put my hand way up high to point down at you how dumb you are. And because I'm only four foot three. Which contributes to? Being dumb. It was yes. Kyle. It was Kyle. Look, I fished out all the chicken from the chicken noodle soup, and that's how I made chicken salad. I didn't know that you could just get chicken from the store. I thought it was all the came in chicken noodle soup. You all made 50 cans of chicken noodle soup. Now we just have just, this house is full of broth. <laughs> and noodles. Kyle, that plan that you just came up with, there's no way this one could come up with a plan like that. What's two plus seven, Bertha? 40 thighs. Uh, 40, th- 40 thigh? That sounds right to me. Forty thigh. Forty thigh. Forty thigh. You are on the honor roll, Kyle. Look, look, mama, I'm dumb. He's I'm dumb as a box dumb. of cans. Look, your yeah. brother loves you, Bertha. But do you really, in your in your dumb heart of hearts, as dumb as your heart is, some people say we say gut health is important because you got as many uh uh 
you got as much intelligence in your gut as your brain, but your heart and your gut are both as dumb as your brain. Mama, I'm going to say this once and for all. Yeah. I think that part of the reason I'm dumb is because of you. Yeah, Mama. Think about it. If you're dumb and we're dumb, then the transitive property means that you're dumb. Exactly, Kyle. Kyle and I have actually talked about this. Sometimes when you speak, we have no idea what you're saying. There's no way I can be dumb. I birthed Kyle. Kyle's not dumb. There's only three of us in this room, and only one of us is sitting in a, in four feet of mashed potatoes. Which one of us is that? Is that a SAT question? Yeah, that sounds like a word problem to an SAT question. Only one person in this room is sitting in mashed potatoes. This is. I think this is like a logic, like a logic problem, like they do oh, in okay. philosophy classes. Oh, okay, right, right, yeah. Right. Only one person has pressed mashed potatoes into Crocs. And is wearing them on their feet. Ooh. Who among us is that? The plot thickens. So have the mashed potatoes. Okay, let me think about this. All right, so there's a train leaving Schenectady, New York at at 4.15. Don't you distract us, Kyle. Bertha, this is one question you've got to know the answer to. I am standing in a bath of potatoes. Don't you start to sing. You know what that does to me. I'm standing in a bath of potatoes. (laughs) My mama put me in this bath. Don't you bite your lip like that, But she doesn't remember. She doesn't remember. She doesn't remember. Don't put that TR on, Bertha. I'm going back on the porch, and when I come back in here, I want this soup cleaned up and this mashed potatoes cleaned up. She's going to acting school, and this is the way that we're telling you. She got into clown college. Well, you don't have my blessing. There's a $10,000 bond in your name at the bank. I never want to see you again. Your wish is my command. Somebody validate my parking scene. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody validate my parking scene. That's the best way to end a scene. I don't know know what. Uh, (laughs) Next improv jam I'm ending a scene with. Somebody validate my parking (laughs) scene. Oh, beautiful. Um, Oh, oh, I, 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 I interrupted you in the middle of you were talking about, I don't know if it was accents or, or going to New York. College. I'm dumb. You were saying you were going to college. You were going to college. <laughs> I was. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I went to acting school. Where Where at? Ithaca College. Ithaca, yes. Yep. Yes. And, yeah. Um, but I'm doing a show on on Broadway. Ooh. Um, so it paid off. Hey, it paid off. <laughs> yeah. It, it, really yeah it Your parents were wrong. They were. Yeah. They were wrong. What do they got to say now? <sighs> That's part of the why I'm in there. Well, you know. <laughs> you wag your finger at them and go, oh, I, I just you. wag my finger. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like uh, the I told you sort of just speaks for itself. But like, did you, you know, say that to them? I told you so. <laughs> I, I wish. Uh, I, I, I think I will once I like win an Oscar. Nice. Gotcha. I'm not going to thank them. And then the owner's going to be like, and mom and dad, I told you so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yep. Um, I like it. No, they they are really 
happy for me mm-hmm. now. Gotcha. Yeah. It took a while though. You had to earn it. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. They, yep. Um, they'll never listen to this because they don't really listen to anything I do, but, wow. but, but they, you know, they, it's just, it, it was scary, I think, for them to believe in me because they, um, could, because there, there's like so much uncertainty, you know? And mm-hmm. yeah. I think instead of like believing in me anyway, and just like, even if they were, scared i think as a parent even if i was scared i would still be like i believe in you i'm gonna support you but i think for them it was just like they they really really wanted me to switch careers and to not do this for the whole time um but now that i you know have had some success i think that they've they've changed their tune yeah 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 and now they get to brag about me to their friends and don't you hate it when parents do that yep yeah. And I'm like, you're bragging about me, but you're not actually like happy for me when I'm talking to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, my parents are just like that. Really? Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's that about? Uh I mean my my parents don't even know that I do comedy. So <laughs> I've hid it from them <laughs> for it's been an elaborate ruse and lie for like the last eight years that all my friends are in on and mm. Uh yeah, if I ever do like a comedy special or something like that, it's I'll probably title it "Don't Tell My Parents" because that's like w- what I would need everybody <gasps> to do is like, please don't that tell my parents. That is a great title. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a terrific title. I think I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna steal that. Yeah, that's I think okay. I'm glad that I'm like naturally very thin because every time I'm doing comedy stuff and my mom calls me, my excuse for not picking up the phone is I'm at the gym, <laughs> and she believes me even wow. though I am not in shape. So yeah. If if she's ever like, oh, you need to you, you go to the gym all the time, lift this heavy object or run to go You're do doing something. The gym wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'll be You're like, smart. oh, yeah. yeah. I just go to the gym to watch the news. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the televisions. Yeah, it's a great environment. That's yeah. smart. That's I, smart. This is. I mean, I feel a little guilty because I don't have that experience at all. Hmm. And it's funny because my parents are Haitian, which mm-hmm. is the mm-hmm. poorest country in our hemisphere. So. Most parents, I understand, particularly Haitian parents, are very practical, mm-hmm. and you don't let your son move to New York and do improv and or mm-hmm. go to college to draw comic books, or you don't let your kid do that. But mm-hmm. I don't know what it was about my parents, but they never... My dad would be like, you could be a doctor, be a lawyer, you could do art later, but he'd still just buy me the sketchbook and put me... You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and never like tried to really discourage me or like, and I wonder, I wonder what it was like for you guys. For me, it was like, I started when I was seven and I never looked back. I've just mm-hmm. been doing the same thing since I was seven. Wow. So I think they were just kind of like, what uh, else was he going to yeah, do? You, he, he's not, mm-hmm. he, this is, this is what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So I think I lucked out that way and they mm-hmm. just, they just immediately, they relented pretty quickly. Um, but I know that that, I try to always be very thankful for that and not take that for granted because yeah. I realize that, that that's really not a common experience. <laughs> it's rare. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it is. Um, yeah. I think, I mean, it definitely pushed me mm. really hard. Mm. Um, like I'm extremely hard on myself. Um, and in a, in a weird way, it's like, hmm, I wonder if, if I wasn't so hard on myself. I wonder, you know, where I would be. Um, not sure. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I think I can empathize with that experience a lot too. 
But then I think that there's also this like sense of like reckless abandon to it that I'm like, there is no like, what if this doesn't work out? What if like whatever? Because like I've already dealt with all those thoughts and feelings because like someone forced you to confront them. Wow. Uh, and so like you can be like, oh yeah, like I can. I've had to deal with the fact that like all of these external pressures are like, what if this doesn't work out? What about the uncertainty? What about the rejection? What about like, you know, is this worth the investment of your time, especially at this phase of your life? And then the reality is like, yeah, you can, you just have to grapple with the fact that like all of those things are true and that if you want to do it, but you still accept those things, then it's worth it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. interesting. I have two thoughts. One is that is really what makes an artist, which is, you know, these risks and you either accept them or I think in my case, you're too dumb to think about them, which is, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? I really, it, to be sensible really doesn't even occur to me. And, and I, and I, and I pay the price for it, but it still mm. doesn't occur to me to do so. Mm-hmm. But I think the other thing that is interesting is that, is that, I think I lost the thought. There was another. While oh, you're, oh, oh, go ahead. I, I don't know if I would tra- trade places because mm-hmm. I think I have observed and I can even see in you that that force of like being hard on yourself and how it propels you to kind of puts like a, puts like a barking dog behind like a, a chomping dog behind you and be like fuck i gotta go mm-hmm. i can see that and for me it's more like i i've really just absorbed like i have often said i got this i this is not mine i got this from the great kevin scott of centralia it's uh i really just live like like one i do improv because one i think it makes me a better actor two because i think improv is a great just metaphor for creativity period but three i think i'll do improv all my life mm-hmm. like people do yoga Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I don't have quite as I have my own kinds of urgency, but I don't think I have as much of like mm-hmm. an attack dog behind me that I'm that yeah. I feel like I'm running from. I don't know yeah. if I would switch places though, because I think there's a lot of energetically there's some benefit to that. It, it is a sense of commitment to it, a sense of urgency, sense of false, a sense of force, a sense of propulsion. Well, that's survival. That's what survival does to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To circle it back to Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, it's like, like kind of like the lesson of that movie is that if you erase these things that were difficult for you, you deprive yourself of the person that learns how to deal with that challenge. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's a version of you that, you know, faces the fears and whatever uncertainties or insecurities or whatever it could be. And then there's a the version of you that learns how to grapple with those and then goes ahead anyway. But if you got rid of the person that never felt any of those things you would never be the person that has the resilience to deal with those things mm. if that makes sense oh yes yeah. it makes sense and it was that's yeah that's beautiful caleb relax what do you mean let, relax. The, sh- let the shark swallow you okay okay yeah relax what is that poem from uh it's like let everything happen to you beauty and terror just keep going no feeling is final this shark will leave me we'll get leave me for leftovers and that'll be left of me that's right breathe in for, for four breathe in for four hold for six the shark you're being placed in its mouth you're gonna relax and let it swallow you i'm so happy you guys came to hawaii for this surfing trip with me we wouldn't miss it yeah you've you've been on this spiritual journey of growth and healing for so long this is the last part of it <laughs> Oh, thank you, shark teacher. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, teacher. And I am your mom. Yeah. What? Thank me? 
Yeah, thank you, thank you, mom, for birthing me so that I could then be consumed partially by this shark, so that I can learn how to be a person that has been consumed partially by a shark. This is Tom Center. Really, a lot of parents don't come to this. And I know, I know. I'm a very, very, very dedicated, dedicated mother um, and shark enthusiast. So I'm proud of you, Caleb. Thank you, thank you. Please, please, mom, submit me to Shark Week. You'll you'll be gone soon. <laughs> okay. Many. This is uh this is our tradition. This is our tradition of of healing, and this mm-hmm. is our form of of medicine. Of I don't like to just call it therapy. It's more of a spiritual tradition. We mm-hmm. go through this long journey. Mm-hmm. Not everyone survives it. Got it. I've explained this to you many times before. A lot of times, parent that people don't tell their parents because they may not survive it. You recommended this therapy i did i heard all about it on the ted talk that you did last summer um i was very impressed relax your body caleb it's okay yeah yeah i'm just gonna let him take that part of my lower abdomen you don't need it yeah i don't i don't i can let it go the shark because it needs to know that it's okay for it to eat you i'm just i've just been making eye contact with it this whole time from inside its mouth yeah that's hard to do I just like I poke my head out every once in a while and I just like give it a look of like you okay because I'm okay we're both okay. okay I'm gonna advise you that's very dangerous it's dangerous but keep doing it thank you mama paid a lot of money to come here to Hawaii I know I know you took a big risk on me but I I believe it'll be worth it in the end Miss Thompson can we uh Mrs mm-hmm. Thompson sorry yeah can thank we you take a, <laughs> David we, couldn't be here he's on a work trip in Ohio can mm. we walk about twenty paces down here to the sure. Uh, just that far. Okay. It's a sand. I don't understand how you're making so much noise. I have big thighs. Miss Thompson. I just, I am a believer in this therapy, in this, mm-hmm. in this, in the spiritual quest. It's okay. Let's keep, keep talking. <laughs> yeah. Son, keep going. It's the son of gurgling <clears throat> blood. I think mm-hmm. he might be okay, but he might not. But, uh, yeah. I have to say that. I've never encountered a parent as enthusiastic in this treatment as you. Oh, thank you. I have to be frank. It doesn't seem like you want your son to survive. <gasps> I- I'm very sorry to insult you, but I just have to. <laughs> that is ridiculous. I have paid $8,000. Thank, t- thank you. I don't mean to tell you what to do, but I'd, it'd be f- I would prefer it if you didn't reapply your makeup as we're having this conversation right now. Um, well, uh, David's not here. <laughs> kidding, kidding. Um, I, I find that sounds... very insulting. Um, I'm so sorry. I just, I had to say something. This is therapy from, from my son. He's been a problem child ever since the sixth grade. Okay. And I listened to your Ted talk and I brought him here. This is a very extreme procedure. And from what I understand, uh, Caleb doesn't, he decided to take a gap year from college. And that is why you recommended him this therapy. Yes. Everyone everyone can use this sort of spiritual journey and cleansing. Especially him. And I believe that he's gonna go straight to either either heaven or hell. Um I'm not sure which. Hopefully heaven. Um, but um based on, you know, his history, I wouldn't be surprised if it was hell. It it seems to me that you're upset with your son and that you have Something you want to get off your chest that you're not confronting. and He's not mine. What? what? Caleb's not mine. 
Did your husband have an affair? No, I did. (laughs) (laughs) Another man. It's Caleb's father. Relax, Caleb. Relax your relax your Relax, muscles. Caleb. Relax. All right. All right. I, I can I, yeah, I hear you from twenty feet away. I, I got it. Okay. Yeah. Does he look like me? No. <laughs> Does he look like David? David zoomed you. Does he look like David? He no. He doesn't look like either of you, but did you give birth to him? Yes. <laughs> I don't I don't understand. This shark is about to eat your son. Who was birthed for me? He doesn't look anything like you. <laughs> look, look, uh, look, mom. Like I, I don't. I feel. I feel like the shark is gonna win soon, and I just have to look. I, I, I'm not sure what you guys are talking about, but I just need to have a Caleb, confession. I a lot of you. energy by shouting. Yeah, yeah. just. Uh, I, I just. I have a confession. I. Um, you're not mine. I know. I birthed you, and you're not mine. I know okay? that I'm an immaculate conception baby. <laughs> I know that I'm oh, not that's the you. The first big or, word you've ever used. I know I'm not you or dad's. I know I'm. I'm supposed to be meant for something greater, and I think that greater is to be swallowed by this shark. Oh my god! You've got it. He's, he's exactly is, right. That shark is an angel. Oh, it's beautiful. He's going to heaven. He's going to heaven. Caleb, relax your that muscles. That can't be. That can't be. Relax your muscles, Caleb. Relax everything. I wasn't a problem. I was divine. <laughs> See? <laughs> wow. Wow, what a way to end. Where did we go? Where did we go? <laughs> Dear God. That's how I'm going to end my next uh, whatever I'm doing. I'm not a problem. I'm divine. <laughs> wow. Get that tattooed. Yeah. Holy Lord. All right, uh, we got a minute left, Catherine. What? What? How do the people find you? How do they? How do they find you? How do they follow you? What should they know? Okay. Um. Okay. 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 <laughs> Instagram. Yeah. I guess. Uh, Instagram at Kate underscore underscore Owens. Um. I'm double gonna, underscore. Double underscore. The other. The one was taken. Yeah. Um. You can catch me on Broadway starting in September. Melissa Etheridge. Uh, it's her show and we run until November. And you can also catch me coming out on Hulu on a new TV show called The Other Black Girl that's airing September 13th. Ooh. I play Sophie. Those are both. That is not things. the lead character. No. No. Okay. <laughs> This uh, I wish everybody could see the look on Ralph's face when he said that. Hey, this is Radio Free Brooklyn. We love you. If you want to support RadioFreeBrooklyn.org backslash donate. How do people find you, Jake? Uh, also, Instagram. I'm Foolish Boy, but the O's are zeros, and there's an un- it's a complicated tag. I need to change it. But it's F-0-0-L-I-S-H underscore B-0-1. 